Welcome to The Well Podcast, a safe place to find health and wholeness for your body, mind, and heart. My name is Kari Davis. After being widowed at 38 with three little kids and now blending our family with a man that made my heart come back to life, I know that it is hard to calm the chaos through life's ups and downs. If you are lost in the overwhelm of motherhood, if you're trying to be mindful of true self-care again, or if you need to find simple ways to detox your life, mind, and home, come to The Well our online wellness collaborative of coaches where you can find restoration through natural wellness, inner healing, and faith that brings freedom to your heart. In the Bible, the woman at the well went to the well for water, but when Jesus showed up with truth and healing, she got living water. Grab your bucket, a cup will not do, and join me at the well. It's time to refill, reset, and restore. Welcome back to the Well Podcast. We have my new friend from across the world. We're actually jumping forward in time where Elise Rooney is right now. It is tomorrow morning. And so that's kind of fun, right? It's very fun. It blows my mind. It's tricky though to work out differences, but it's so fun. It's like dinner time for me and early morning for Elise. But Elise, I'm so happy to have you on. We have so much in common. Elise is the host of the Essential or the Wholesome Mama podcast. I don't know where I got essential because we are essential oil friends. Elise also uses essential oils and we just have similar hearts for women. And I'm really excited to have you on to share some of your story. And so you are going to jump into really the kind of the basics of a natural wellness lifestyle today for us, right? Just like being proactive with your health. Um, I know you have an amazing story where you have really helped yourself heal in many, many ways. So can you share what life can look like if we're not being proactive with our wellness? Yeah, well, thank you, Kari, so much for having me on. It's a pleasure to be here and chat with you and all your listeners. Um, But yeah, so my life before I was proactive was I relied on, particularly when it comes comes to my health, and I know that's where we're going to focus, but there's so many areas in life where we need to be proactive. But when it comes to health, when we are being reactive, which is really the opposite of we can be proactive or we be reactive. And when we are reactive, we are waiting for things to happen. We are all pretty well expecting things to happen. Like I'm just, I'm waiting for my son to have an eczema flare-up. I'm waiting for my daughter to have asthma. I'm waiting for the kids to get sick again from school. I'm just waiting. Oh, it's winter now so I'm just waiting to get the flu like it's having a mentality like that but then it's also going okay something's come up um so for me I was diagnosed with endo uh, endometriosis years and years and years ago after seven years of going back and forth seeing doctors seeing specialists wondering why what is going on with my body basically um and so being reactive, I would just go to the doctor and go, I am in pain, help me. Here's the pill, which like I'm sure we could dive into on another day, but let's not even, let's not open that can of worms today. But when we are reactive, we are waiting for things to go wrong and then we are just trying to 
um, fix that that one little thing that's going wrong. But mm-hmm. when we can be proactive, we can take the steps and the measures and put things in place to prevent those things from going wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so that's in a nutshell, reactive versus proactive. Did they did they um, make you kind of worried that you wouldn't be able to have kids? I assume this was pre-children. Yeah, yes, this was pre Children, I was, how old was I when I was diagnosed? 20, I think I was 20. So I was single. I, um, yeah, so I'd, I'd been going on since I was thir- 13, 14, um, and then finally had surgery just before my 21st birthday. Lovely gift. Yeah. Um, then got the diagnosis and then, yeah, got the, um, you know, one doctor telling you to have a baby because it'll it'll cure it. Um, but then being told, but you probably won't be able to have a baby. Yeah. I had so many friends that were told that and they just felt like a sitting duck. They just, they didn't know if they should tell like a potential spouse that they were going to meet. And it was just, it, it's, um, it's so difficult. So on the other side of that, what are the main areas of life that you encourage women to be proactive in now? So obviously health is a huge one and you and I both use essential oils and we know that that is like that for me was the catalyst. They, I know it's cliche to say they changed my life, but they did. Like mm-hmm. I am sitting here today, I have not had an endo flare up for since 2020 was my last bad bout. And I was like surgery every year, once a year before that. Um, my son had eczema that we completely have cleared up. Um, so there's bit like the immune support, but also just to help change our life, to open my eyes, to see what is in products, to be aware of hidden toxins, to open my eyes to what we are eating and how we are eating. And the fact that the food in the supermarket isn't food. Um, so health and wellness is a huge one. Mm -hmm. Um, but then two other really important areas, um, uh, when it comes to our home, our home life, particularly as mums, like our, we are the homemakers. We are the ones at home 99% of the time doing the stuff. So how can we be proactive in that? I have my house and I have rhythms in my home so that my days flow, so that I'm not running around chasing my tail. Because if we're reactive when it comes to our home, we're then a snappy mum. We then get cranky a lot and we yell and Mm -hmm. everyone's frustrated because the house is a mess so we can't think because we can't think clearly. We can't get clarity if it's not clear out here. Yeah. Um, So that's a really big area. And then I think the third most important one, that's probably the first important one is our faith. So being yeah. proactive when it comes to our faith. So not waiting for something to go bad in our life to pick up our Bible and read that, to be have that in us, in our spirit, in our mind, so that when stuff comes up, that is the reaction that we have, that we speak the word of God. So they're kind of the three areas that I really and I guess through Wholesome Mama and the podcast and everything, help mums to be proactive in. 
Yeah, that's amazing. So what are your top couple tips to be proactive in your home? Do you have a couple? I know that there's probably so many, but... Yeah, yeah. So the first, I would say the first one is to declutter and not like full-blown minimalism if you don't want to be. I am not a minimalist. I love stuff. I love pretty things. I love books on my bookshelf. Like I don't want 10 books. I want books on my bookshelf. I want like, I love my clothes. I know where my wardrobe is a capsule wardrobe, even though (laughs) I probably only wear the same few things. But um, but there is a difference between having having stuff and having things that you enjoy. So going through your home and getting rid of the stuff that you have just because. Mm-hmm. So it's more that you have the books on your bookshelf because you love the look of a cozy bookshelf or you love reading, you love having a full book. Maybe you love inviting people over to take borrow a book maybe that's something in you that you love to do mm-hmm. but that alone like decluttering and getting rid of um, all the extras and making sure that everything in your home has a place yeah so that so and that does not mean the kitchen bench or the dining table or anything mm-hmm. like that that everything has somewhere that it gets put away And then once you've done that, the next biggest thing would be to create rhythms in your home. So look at what is really a struggle for you. For most moms, it's the laundry. For most most women would say, it's the laundry for me. I don't know what it is. I just cannot get on top of it. Just wait till your kids are older. It gets so much better. (laughs) They can do their own. (laughs) But, um, But find a rhythm. And what I mean by rhythm is like habit stacking. We all know habit stacking, um, but for mums that can seem really intimidating. So I just call it have a rhythm, which means so in as part of my night routine, I have a washing machine that I can set a timer for. So I set it to finish at seven o'clock the next morning. Mm-hmm. So that is done. And then I have, I'm waking up. And the washing machine is going, it's not finished yet. I don't have to deal with it straight away. But it is going that I don't have to think about, oh, I need to put washing on because then it's going to get to 11 o'clock in the morning and I go, oh, I need to put washing on. And we're not going to get it out till 12, which means it's probably not going to dry in time. Because in Australia, I've learned this, in Australia we hang our clothes outside to dry. Oh, you do? And then like in the U.S., because I told a friend who's in the U.S., she's like, oh, no, we don't do that. We put them in the dryer. I was going to say I put them in the dryer at night so they're dry in the morning. You hang everything? Yeah, it all goes. We have washing lines outside and then everything, the sun dries. I know. My mom always had a clothesline. I love the smell of like. I don't like how crunchy they get the towels, but I love the smell of like sheets on outside. It smells so good. There's a little random fun fact for you. I love it. I love it. But um, I've but the clothesline to- probably like thirty years. <laughs> so funny. Wow. <laughs> but um, so setting that up as a rhythm, so that when we go outside, we have breakfast, and then I take my kids outside to play. That's what we do pretty well every day. Um, And so when they go outside to play, I take the clothes out and I hang them on the line. 
And then in the afternoon when we go outside for afternoon play outside, we um, I get the clothes in, but I fold them straight off the line into the basket and then walk the basket in and put the clothes away there and then. So I do not have clothes piled up on my lounge. I do currently because it is raining and has been raining for like a week here. So I have been using my dryer. Do you have a dryer if it does we rain? We do have a dryer, yes. Yeah, but it's like a if it rains. Wow, that's so cool. But aren't your towels crunchy? No. That's good. I don't know. Sometimes sometimes they are, but no. Um, yeah, so that that for me is probably the biggest thing when it comes to being proactive in your home is to get rid of the excess stuff, make sure everything has a place and then create rhythm. So another one might be that you wipe down the bathroom when your kids are in the bath or your kids are in the shower, wipe down the toilet and the vanity. So when you're already doing something, particularly when they're young and you they're in the bath, you have to be in the bathroom watching them. Mm-hmm. Just give everything a quick wipe over. Um, we do pick up, pack up as like part of our fun afternoon, getting ready for dinner, um, that the kids put all their toys away and they go away. So it's having systems in place so that everything just runs smoother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like that you call them rhythms rather than like routines or even habits because that's what it is. It's like as a musician, it's it's the rhythm. It's like the it just keeps it going. It doesn't have to be overthought or difficult. It's just it's just part of it. I love that word. Yeah. Yeah. That was something that I, because I'm not a routine person naturally. I'm not a rigid. I'm not a structured. I'm a very go with the flow. I like spontaneity. So routines for me stresses me out. Like the word routine, um, even like habit stacking. And I was reading like all these business personal development books and like habit stacking, habit stacking. Oh, um so rhythm for me just sounds so much more oh nice and flowy yeah it does Um, and still get the stuff done so it works yeah yeah the only thing I like about habit stacking is that I like I like um just efficiency I like feeling like I'm winning like I'm getting multiple things done at one time like I'm drinking my collagen and taking my supplements so it's like while I'm making my coffee or whatever. I like those, those habits. So what about a couple for your wellness? What are a couple proactive wellness tips? So many, we could be here all day talking about this. Um, Get essential oils, number one. (laughs) Um, But really when it comes to your wellness, look at, and it's, it sounds so cliche, but literally it is the smartest investment to get essential oils. Like there's so many things you can do, but when you have pure therapeutic grade essential oils in your home, they can do so much. So, but really the biggest thing is start to look at what is in your products in your home. If you are at the very beginning, that is what I would I would start to do is I would look at fragrance Start to research fragrance. And if you are at the very beginning, I have a course called the Home Detox Method where I like literally we detox your home um, from all the nasties and all the things. But look at 
fragrance and start to get rid of that. Mm-hmm. Look at um, the food that you are eating and, okay, how can I start to eat more fresh food because what I'm buying in the supermarket is all packaged. What can I do there? Or even if you are in a family like mine where we had we had symptoms, we had issues that I needed to get on top of, what can I do? And for me it was supplements, essential oils, um, and a few other bits and pieces. What can I do to improve our wellness so that I can what deal with the root cause mm-hmm. so that all these symptoms stop happening? So I'm not dealing with symptom after symptom after symptom. Yeah, absolutely. When you start to find something natural just to see if it might work and you start to see how quickly getting rid of the toxic stuff will help your body help itself. Mm. And it just starts to alleviate so many of the other issues that were happening. Um, Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um. And I agree with you, your heart. So you have your home, your health, your heart slash your faith. I agree with you that that's first, but I like saving it for dessert too, for the end. (laughs) So what are the ways that you can be proactive with your heart and your faith? Read your Bible. Really like, and it is simple, right? But we particularly as a mom of young kids, so my kids are quite young, they're six, four, and two. So I'm in the thick of the thick of it. (laughs) Um, And so it's so easy for me to go, oh, I'll read my Bible later, or I'll just, I'll just wait, I'll read it in a minute, or I'll just do the verse of the day and tick that's done. But actually reading it so that it can get into me, so that when things come up, like when I have fear or self-doubt or, um, you know, a, a situation arises that we feel attacked or bad, bad things happen, when things happen, because they do, mm-hmm. that my response isn't then, oh, well, I better go and read my Bible. It's that I know the word of God and can say, oh, no, the word says, and I think it's um, really important to remember that that's like that was Jesus's response when he was in the um, desert and praying and fasting, and then the devil came to him and said, "If you really are the Son of God, then turn this stone into a loaf of bread." And Jesus' response was, "It is written." Yeah, yeah, like that was his response, and um, and you know, and Eve in the garden, the serpent. Did God really say, questioning the word of God? And so we can look at that and realize, okay, that that tells me everything that I need to know, that that the word of God I need to have in me so I know what he is saying, I know what what it said, what he says. Um, and so that obviously, and then prayer, but prayer being a two-way conversation not just me going, God, here's my list of nice things that I'd like today, Mm -hmm. actually giving him space to speak into me, speak into my day, um, and prayer being a conversation. So I think they're probably the, the two biggest ways, but, you know, surrounding yourself with like-minded, beautiful Christian friends who are going to 
encourage you and support you and lift you up, but also who are okay to challenge you, who are okay to call things out on you to help you grow in your faith. So, yeah, I think that's probably the few biggest ways that we can be proactive when it comes to our faith. Absolutely. Remembering that God's word is living and active and that Mm -hmm. it will do the heavy lifting and will come out in ways that you're like, I didn't even think I had that memorized. And it will come it's so amazing and that he intercedes for us. So that's yeah, that's so good. So what is the cost of not being proactive? Yeah, great question. And so I think like in the beginning when I was talking about how if you're not proactive, you are reactive. Mm-hmm. And a reactive mom, a reactive woman, one, doesn't bring glory to God, really. Um, But you're tired, you're stressed, so your body is sick. You're probably living in fight, flight or freeze. That's how I was, that like I went to a naturopath, um, got blood's done, got everything done. She's like, you are living your day-to-day life as if you are being chased by a bear. Like that is how stressed your body is. Um, because, because I was sick because I was a new, new mum who was trying to juggle all of a sudden, not working, feeling lost. What am I doing now? I now have a baby. I'm now trying to care for, for him. It's really hard. We're not sleeping. He's not Mm -hmm. breastfeeding. Like, and my body just wasn't coping. And so then when I could be proactive and go, okay, let's just, Focus on what needs to happen and what can I do to get that to happen mm-hmm. is massive. It's a massive difference. Yeah. Um, so, it's yeah. amazing how quickly your body will respond to being treated mm. well, right? Yeah. To being loved on. Um, I did a podcast episode like saying basically treat yourself how you would treat your baby. You wouldn't leave your baby without food and without nurturing and without, but yet we, we sometimes do that to ourselves. So for the woman who is so stressed to start to get on top of things, what, what do you suggest? What's the first, first place to begin? Yeah, I would say pick, pick one of those areas. If, and if you don't know what one, start with your faith, because that alone will have a ripple on effect. Um, like once you start to get God's heart for you as a as a woman of God, as a mother, as a wife, as a friend, as a daughter, that rolls on throughout your life, throughout your everyday. Um, so, so there I would just start and go, okay, I'm going to sit and read my Bible for five minutes, or I'm going to read three verses, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna journal about what what truth is being revealed to me in these verses mm-hmm. what what am i taking from these verses and then or i'm i'm going to sit and pray or instead of listening to music in my car today when i go in my car by myself i'm going to pray and i'm just going to talk to god and have a conversation <laughs> it doesn't have to be we make it so complicated we think things have to be so complicated like do these five things and then do this like just 
sit down. If you don't know where to start, start in one of the Gospels. Start reading about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Start in Proverbs or a Psalm or something. Um, so that would be where I would start. If you want to get proactive in your home, again, I would say to go start going through it. And don't go through it all in one day, please. Right. Like one, one thing. Like today go, I'm going to go through <laughs> my kitchen counter and clean the kitchen counter. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to do. And then I'm going to create a rhythm that every night when I'm cleaning up dinner, part of me cleaning up dinner is clearing the kitchen counter. Mm-hmm. And then just slowly build on that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and then wellness, well, that's a whole that's a whole thing. But um, but when it comes to your wellness, I would say to just start, take an inward look of how am I feeling, how do I want to feel, and what's what's the gap there, and look at that. Mm-hmm. Well, and when I started taking out, um, you know, I started using essential oils just to have natural cleaning supplies. I thought that was all. I'm like, we're really healthy. We're not going to really need any of the oils for anything else, but I'm just going to make natural cleaning supplies. So I went and took all my old stuff out and just put them in the garage. Cause I'm like, cause I might need, I might need bleach. Yeah. yeah. I might need something. And then I did the same with the over the counter medicines. Most of them were already expired. And so I just started I got rid of it just so that I had to use my oils first. Mm. And I think yeah. that that's a really great way to start too, is just going to them and seeing the provision of God in plants and yeah. seeing how much that can really tie with, um, with really our faith and that everything yeah. that he requires of us, he gives to us. Yeah. And so um, it's just really faith strengthening when you start to see what is provided in nature and that you don't really need to be spending so much of the money that you're spending elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. It, it blows my mind. And I was, I was the same. I was very skeptical when I first got essential oils. My husband was super, super skeptical. He was like, I don't want no hippie dippy oils. Yeah. Um, but then they started working and I just, it just dawned on me one day, I was like, of course they work. Like we're, we're literally using God's creation. Mm-hmm. Of course they work. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I went through so- the book and I highlighted each plant um, based on the property. And that's when my mind went like all the citrus oils are so detoxifying and the trees with the big root systems are good for pain and also help us feel grounded. And the herbs help us. I was like, I was talking when, when I was on your podcast, we talked about purpose. That's where that purpose ignited where I'm like, people have to know this. How yeah. do people not know? <laughs> yeah. And oh, so when you get excited about the power, it, it feels like a fun, proactive way of finding health. It's not you know, it's not routine, you know, routines and rules and everything. It's really like, oh, I get to make these proactive decisions for my family and they're actually going to be more cost effective and they're actually going to further our emotional and physical health going, going forward. And so I love this big, kind of like a big picture that you gave us today. Cause I talk about a lot of these things on the podcast, but we kind of talk about the micro and I like 
going back to the macro of just the power that we have in our home to mm. be productive for our children and that we're really yeah. teaching them a different way. These ways are going to be replicated by our daughters and hopefully our sons too. And um, it's, it's just, it's an honor to be able to make these choices that are going to have such lasting effects. Yeah. I think that's a big thing is that it's so empowering and I never want to forget it or take it for granted that I one day took the control out of Mr. Pharmaceuticals hands mm-hmm. and went, no, thank you. I'm going to have that back. Yeah. And I'm going to, I'm grateful for you when I need you. Like yep. when my daughter was in ICU, absolutely. I'm thankful for modern medicine. It saved her life. Exactly. But in our day-to-day life, as our first point of call, I'm so thankful to God that I have these oils and and all these different things at my fingertips in my own little natural toolbox mm-hmm. to use as our go-to. Like it's so empowering and so, like, I don't know, I've just got such gratitude for it. I know. I've used them for 10 years and I just got goosebumps when you said that. <laughs> well so tell everyone where to find you and where they can listen to you tell them all the things yeah so I'm probably most active on Instagram and it's at wholesome mama m-u-m-m-a because I'm Australian um and then the podcast is the wholesome mama show basically search wholesome mama and I will I will come up somewhere (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. Well, thank you for sharing with us. And we'll have to collaborate again from the far ends of the world. It is so cool that we have the same truth and the same message for these women. And so thank you for being on so much. Thank you so much, Kari. It's been a pleasure. (laughs) I hope that you are feeling refilled after being at the Well Podcast please take a second and fill out a review. This is the only way that we know if you're enjoying the podcast and what you're enjoying about it. Also subscribe so that you don't miss any episodes. And we would love to have you in our Facebook community group. The link is in each episode. We are better together at the well.